Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use, and because they're offering exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. And when I win with FanDuel, I get paid fast. Plus, FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Virginia, and Ohio. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Melman. Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am, for every episode by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. Some explaining. Obviously, there has been a lot going on in the NFL from the uh, Bills-Bengals game on Monday night and with DeMar Hamlin and what happened there, which is tragic. And we've all been trying to figure out as we do in situations where something bigger than sports happens, how do we go and talk about betting? So for those who normally listen to the show live on AMP Tuesday afternoons, we postponed doing the show because we didn't really know what was happening. There was no announcement yet on what was happening with the Bills-Bengals game. Obviously, there's still no announcement for DeMar Hamlin as we record this on Tuesday night. We also didn't know what the NFL and how they were going to treat the games this weekend. So we just waited until we knew there was some sort of certainty with what's happening in the games. The games are happening. It's what we do is talk about betting on the games. And so we decided to do the show. We're going to play it pretty straight this episode. Not a lot of the usual bells and whistles that you'll normally get. We'll be back on Thursday live on AMP for the show. 
There's also obviously a lot of people are asking, you know, practical questions. What happens to your bets? You know, we had a story on action, bets are voided. The the standard procedure is if there is a game that doesn't get finished within seven days of it starting, bets are voided. Um, you can check out Action Network for that. Simon and I on Thursday will dig a little bit deeper into sort of futures and hedging and things like that. Cause we've talked a lot about that and making bets on those on certain teams and winning divisions, seedings, et cetera. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that on Thursday. Hopefully we'll get a little bit more clarity on sort of how things are evolving in the NFL. So we're just going to get right to it. Me and Chad had a rough start to 2023. We'll go with a quick recap, but yeah, the two and three, I'll take full blame, Chad. I'm so sorry. Tried to be too cute. Take the line value. I was killing myself. The minute the game started, I said, why did we do that? Me and Chad, damn it. We've been grinding all year and we went with the stupid line value. So killing myself over that. You were spot on with Denver. That minute that game started too, you knew that was going to be a cover. What, what were they up? Seven, nothing. And then Mahomes yeah. threw like an end zone pick. So yeah, you nailed that one. So I, I, and like, I have like notes for our whole season. My biggest note is don't chase the line value. Yeah. And I fell right into it because that 49ers one sucked me in, though. Like, that one felt so good. Um, Like, the Atlanta one I get. Like, that's going to happen. But that was classic football where the backup QB came in for the Raiders and he puts up 34 points against the best defense in football. That's why I love gambling. I love football. So um, it will constantly humble you quick. Probably my worst weekend betting this year. I mean, I had a decent amount on Minnesota we know how that played out and I even said it to Chad like I don't know if it was you asking me on Amp or on the show but you were like who's the biggest most money you've taken with your 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 guys so far and I was like Green Bay has been one of the bigger bets and I still went against it and paid for it so uh, yeah one of those weeks where if it was middle of the season it would really get me down but since it's the end of the year I kind of quickly just turned around and already was on to the next week just because it's this is it like this is crunch time so it definitely stung Sunday night, but you know, on on to Monday, I was on to the next week. Yeah, it, uh, you're right. I, I I'm sort of so wrapped up in thinking about how we're managing this. I forgot to go through. Yeah, uh, and no, people want to hear us suffer. People like when we lose. Some of these yeah. sickos. Uh, we lost the foxhole. It was the Texans. <laughs> we lost Simon Says. It was the um, it was the Vikings. Unfortunately, we don't know, have an outcome on Bills. That was the exact decision. Big balls with the Bucks. We were right there. Nice. Um, yeah, you, and you were going to give out Denver on that one. So, like, that was a can't miss. You were spot on with that one because you you made a great argument for why the Bucks should be the big balls. And we won that one. I had, uh, in Scoot Roulette, you had the Jets. I had the Broncos. Um, I and think yeah. that means... We're all tied in Scooch Roulette heading into the final week, Chad. Oh, my God. I think that's so, what that means. And, yeah, like, um, uh, we got suckered in on the seat, on the closing line value. We've been so smart about it all year and have not let that dictate. I was pissed. And even and, the fans were giving me shit, and I was so well-deserved. They were like, they're like, what are you guys doing? You you guys should be playing the other side doing game theory. And I was like, fuck, they're right. So Yeah. No, we did hurt. it with the Cowboys, and it paid off. But then we bit on San Francisco. We bit on Atlanta, which we didn't even like all week. And like, no, didn't even touch it. Didn't even think about it. Yeah, just and, played it because it was three points of value. And we like, we actually said to each other, what about the Saints? We like the Saints. And then the Saints, like, was never in doubt. So it was in doubt for one second. Then the pick six happened. You go, that's why. That's why you took the Saints there. Minshew was eventually going to shoot himself in the foot, and he did. So, yeah, that Saints won. 
No, the Denver one will forever haunt me, though, because you were just spot on with the saying of Mahomes, he just doesn't cover those big spreads. It's if it's not as if he's bored. It's just one of those things where it's like they just play teams close. Um, so, yeah, you, one of those weeks where we, we, we had it sitting there three and two, four and one and got too cute. What's our current place? I'd have to look. I think we're, what, 50 and 30, 60 percent. So I'm guessing we're still in the top 100. We probably fell at the top top 50. Our last week. Yeah, which is good, though, because a lot of people are going to use their five buy. So we should get a nice bump if we have a good week, which the year we finished top 20, Chad, we did the impossible and five and in the final week. So we need we need more of that magic. All right. Well, we got a Chiefs Raiders game going on right now, and the Raiders are looks like decent sized favorites at home to Jarrett Stidham's <laughs> against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting game. Interesting idea that the Chiefs are this big a favorite on the road, uh, seven and a half point favorites at FanDuel on the road at Las Vegas. And honestly, if it was anybody else other than Las Vegas with Jarrett Stidham off of the game that will never get better for him, I'd probably take the Raiders. But part of me wants to bet on the Chiefs here. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably sucking me and giving me a seven and a half of the Raiders, but I'm going to take it. Um, but this is one maybe we'll know more on Thursday. But as we sit here now, my view is, yeah, the Chiefs are going to play hard. The Raiders are going to play hard. It's a divisional game. Raiders tend to play them close. But like you just said, Chad, we just – now I'm betting on a quarterback coming off the game of his life um, who's a notorious backup. It's not not ideal. Um, so for me, I don't know. I just I just can't see this being one of our five. So I I, no. I, I could easily not not uh, put that much on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see it. Um being one that we we get committed to the titans also on saturday these these first few games are on saturday titans at the jaguars so we know josh dobbs is starting the jaguars under a touchdown right now six and a half we know suckers we ain't no suckers we we have to take the titans i mean we love the jaguars they're literally our team they're looking like one of the best teams on football right now. I mean, they are steamrolling teams offensively and defensively. They, I mean, Doug Peterson has it rolling. Um, feel like a proud father, Chad. Like this is one we're definitely going to dive into on Thursday because this was a team talked about all summer and probably my hardest troll team of the season. I mean, never ending amount of dudes just talking shit about our love for the Jaguars being like, how could you give them out Super Bowl futures? How could you give out their division? And I had to eat it. They were two and six. And I, I literally looked had the clown paint makeup on. So um, this all stands between them and winning this division now is them being a six and a half point favorite against a, I don't know, second, third string quarterback. It's exactly when me and Chad take the Titans and the Titans somehow pull up some miracle upset. I do think the Jaguars will win, but I think this comes down to a last second possession. So six and a half, we'll take the number. I mean, everyone in the world is going to have this team teased. Moneyline parlay, they'll be on the six and a half because it's under seven with the Jaguars. So um, this will usually this is usually one of those games the books clean up on. It's a Saturday night standalone game. The public will come in heavy on the home favorite. The pros will take the dog divisionally in this game, especially at six and a half. This line's moving, by the way, because right now at FanDuel, it's plus six and a half minus 115, plus six and a half minus 105. 
Should we make a foxhole? Feels like we have to. Yeah. Or it feels more like a Simon says. Simon says better. Simon says it. Yeah. Simon says better right now because yeah, the line's going to move. Six and a half. Yeah. Doesn't hit the same. We don't have live listeners. I'll be honest. <laughs> no. It's a little different. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's changed the dynamic a little bit for the better, I think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. Right now, by the way, I know it's still very early. Uh, not a lot of bets on any of these games, but 90%, 97% of the money on the Tennessee Titans. And that's just, to me, pr- seems like just pros. Like that yeah. pro money comes in early in the week. The public's happy to sit back and then bet the game on set- Sunday morning, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So the Minnesota Vikings visiting the Chicago Bears. There was a run where I thought the Bears were a pretty good covering team and you were getting value on them. And then this past week, you know, they get blown out 41 to 10. I loved them at plus six. Mm. I I feel less enthusiastic about the Bears at plus five and a half at home against the Vikings. I will say, I said to my kid the other day, I think the Bears are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say just because you have to hit the draft right. But um, I love all the – not the rumors flying out there, but the, ba- the the trade machines flying of like, okay, Bears give up their top pick in this year's draft just straight up for Devontae Adams or whatever they're going to do to just get him a receiver. Um, I'm with it. Like Justin Fields, that's what, that's what your dream is right now, Judd, just building around him. But – if you can, if they can fix the defense in two to three years, yeah, you guys are going to be incredibly good. But in this game, like you're saying, what the hell do we do here? The value is all over Chicago. I think the line's up to five and a half. Yeah, it's Kirk Cousins outdoors. We've just seen a difference with this Minnesota team outdoors. They just they they've been the games they've won this year outdoors. It's always those close games, like a game they barely drag out and win. And we're getting a good number here with the Bears. If this was just four weeks ago, me and Chad would guaranteed have this one in our contest. Because we oh, just yeah. we just love this Bears team. We have, but like you just said, their defense, I don't want to say they've quit Chad, but we've seen these second halves, them just getting blown out. Like it's multiple games now that their defense in the second half just gets absolutely blown out. So unfortunately, the contest we can't play Bears first half, which to me is the move now with the Bears. It just seems like that's what you want to play. So I'll take it first half, but for full game, I'm just going to stay away. So I, I, most books right now, I've been able to get a three and a half on them first half. That to me is the move of the Bears this week. Um, Fields, run for 150 in the first quarter again, break the record, sit out the rest of the game. I think every Indeed. Bears fan just wants that exact scenario. You've been playing a lot of first halves. I've been seeing you pop them into yeah. the Action Network app. Uh, that's been a nice little play that I don't always take advantage of. Yeah, especially when there's teams like the Colts where you just ride those trends of that fading them. I just been fading the Colts first half and then that fourth quarter bet. Like I think they haven't covered a fourth quarter. Maybe they I'd have to have Evan look into it, but might have been like two covers of a fourth quarter this year. Um and since that Vikings meltdown, they've had none. Um little foreshadowing though. That's a team I might love this week. <laughs> oh boy. Well yeah, that's I the next it. game is the uh the Colts right now. We're looking at them as uh, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Houston Texans. What are we going to do? What are we going to do this one? Because everything in my body is screaming Colts at home against a team tanking for their first pick. Like, is is Saturday smart enough to tank this game? 
I don't think he is because that's the move here. This is a divisional game. The Colts are playing for nothing. They would they should love to tank this game and make Houston not have the number one pick, but I don't see it happening. So this is a lot of game theory playing here with these two teams and these GMs and everyone matching up here where it's like I think the Colts are really dumb. They're going to try really hard where the Texans, I can already see it now. They're going to arrest a couple guys. I feel like that's going to be something that's going to happen here. We're going to see a bunch of guys pop up on their injury report. So um, right now it's supposed to be Sam Ellinger being the quarterback here. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm not making this. Matt Ryan is the backup. I think Saturday announced it today. Right. So to me, if we're betting this, the hope is kid lays an egg in the first quarter. They bring in Matt Ryan and he tries as hard as he can to just win one last game before he heads off after just, I mean, we talked about the last time he played was the greatest comeback in NFL history. I just think he wants to erase that. So it's just all lining up here. I know for a fact, a bunch of pros are going to be on the Colts with me. Cause it's just what I, I talked about last week, Chad, I full on believe they had quit. And that looked like a team that quit against the giants. Right. I mean, that looked like a team that had fully given up have to come back on the other side though, where it's, the last week of the year. We've seen these teams that look like they're dead just for that one week. I mean, you read that stat last week about these teams that are playing for nothing for some reason show up. This is this is just one of those games where I I, I normally would take Houston here, especially if they got the plus three. But I'm looking at it where that's what the book's going to trap people with. People are just going to bet this plus three because it's going to be this Colts team. I mean, who's going to be taking the minus three? It feels like the Bucks last week, so – not going to make this my Simon Says, but as we sit here right now, I've already bet the minus two and a half. I just can't help myself. Oh, wow. Well, A, Simon Says right now is the Titans plus six and a half. Um, All right. But uh, I don't know, man. No, Jeff Saturday feel good. might not be smart enough to, to tank this game. <laughs> but Lovey Smith, and it's not about smart enough. I just don't think he plays it that way. Hundred percent. No, I think I think Levy's going to keep on trying, but I just is it impossible now for the Bears to get the number one pick because Houston has that tie? Well, I don't think so. Uh, I read something today where it was not inconceivable that the Bears could still get the number one pick. So maybe that plays into it too, but I just. Yeah, it's. I feel like it was going to be hard for me to convince you, but we'll see. Like, say this line moved all the way up to minus four, and you knew all the pros were just slamming the Colts. I mean, that's good. That's great value if it's minus two and a half in the contest. It's kind of like the Bucks. Like I just said, it's just, it's a, it's a good spot to take a team that is just dead right now. But... Oh, so now we're talking about closing line value in the contest again? <laughs> just the fact that it's minus two and a half would be nice. Fool enough. me once, shame on me. No, fool me once, shame on you. For me twice, shame <laughs> on me. Um, the next game, the next game on the board is the Bengals and the Ravens, and the Bengals are six and a half point favorites. I think we got to skip it. I we just don't know enough about um, circumstances for the game and what the what's what it's going to mean. Well, I was going to love the Bengals here just because it was going to be Lamar coming off extended rest, going up against a really good defense like the Bengals are a good defense it's fair to say at this point like they've played pretty well all year that was a lot of points though so it was one of those where if it was seven I would have been on the Ravens it's six and a half right now I'll, I'll take the Bengals but like Chad just said we'll wait later in the week to bet this one we need more clarity before I put money on it yeah we'll, we'll see if we get some updates by Thursday um 
Jets, Dolphins. Dolphins now one point favorites. I mean, uh, one point underdogs on the road. Boy, that Dolphins game played out exactly the way we said it would last week. It was two and a half. We liked the Dolphins at two and a half. Even with Teddy Bridgewater out, they still find a way to backdoor that game. The Patriots are just a terrible team. <laughs> um, but do we think, and, and I think, I think Mike White as everybody's savior, that kind of got, you know, he got revealed the other day. Yeah. So Skylar Thompson against Mike White. Oh, gross. Yeah. And the, that, the, that's the craziest thing too, with Teddy covers as a dog where even when he's not in a game, he still covers that line. Um, I don't know what to do here, Chad. I feel like the same thing where I got sucked in last week in Seattle. You take the better defense where it's the Jets by far. And I couldn't believe they blew that game where, like, Metcalf did nothing. Like, they shut him down, saw shut him down the whole game. But Mike White, just on those fourth downs and everything, the red zone, he just couldn't get it done. Um, Not sure what to do with this one. Like, if it was Teddy Bridgewater under three at home, I'd be all over this Miami team. Um but as it stands right now, no clue. Those are not the uh, circumstances we've been given in any way. We don't know. It's definitely not Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater under three at home. Uh, it could be Skylar Thompson as a favorite. Right. And so to me, I just I just pass on that. Uh, Panthers, who had a real chance, boy, did they have a chance. And they were making me really nervous against the box with two times having 10 point leads. Um, <laughs> and yet they found a way Sam Darnold. He Sam Darnold did. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did what we needed him to do. Tom Brady came back into Tom Brady form. Uh, they covered going away against the saints team that did exactly what we needed them to do. Their defense played great. They had the pick six. Um, I mean, the Panthers are playing the Saints. Yeah. So Saints are three and a half point favorites. Yeah, you thinking Panthers? I'm not thinking Panthers. That's my issue. That's my issue where it just feels like it's the same thing as last week where they're they're gonna they're trying to suck in the the Panthers line value. I mean, it they went are. all up to it went all the way up to plus four on Sunday, and those people were feeling like geniuses for I don't know the entire game. I mean, that was just a classic. The books knew exactly what they're doing, and when you take a step back, it's always funny where it's before the game and there's always that nerves, but then afterwards you go, well, of course, at at home game Brady against Sam Darnold for the division. You just always take Brady there. And that's just one of those scenarios of Brady, he's that guy. Like, he's that guy. We've seen it the whole time where they were dead in that game. I mean, what were they down? 14 nothing at one point. And big play to uh, Mike Evans, which we talked about their secondary in Carolina. And then, sure enough, later in that quarter, big play to Mike Evans again. And then, what do you know? Late in the third quarter, a big play to Mike Evans. It just felt like. Not that they flip back to that old 
you know, Super Bowl winning style, but that's how they won, right? They took big shots and that hadn't yeah. been there all year. So not only did we get crazy lucky with that Buccaneers game, but we kind of nailed it to a T exactly how it was going to go, where it was just going to be the game where you're going to attack Carolina's secondary. So in this matchup, do the Saints have Mike Evans to attack that secondary of Carolina? So we kind of erased that right there. So there's not there's none of that for the Saints. They don't have some big play. So we're back to the They don't Saints have Tom Brady who... either. <laughs> yeah, right. We got Andy Dalton now. Um, so that's why, like, I'm not going to be as confident on the Saints this week. Um, but I will pause and not bet Carolina yet. I, I want to hear what the pros are doing on this one because I'm right there with Chad. My initial instinct is Carolina's strength is against the run. That's how the Saints win games. I mean, the Eagles – not they did nothing, but it was 13-0. The Eagles had a touchdown called back on, like, a BS holding call. That would have flipped the game. Because if the Eagles were scored there and scored again, it would have been 14-13. That would have changed the Saints. The Saints would have started passing the ball. Because in that game, honestly, the, the Taysom Hill thing. It's like that's that's the the team the thing that gets that offensive going sometimes, where they can't move the ball. All of a sudden, you bring him in, take Andy off the field. Taysom can move the ball. So... In this matchup, Chad, I feel like it's a grinded out divisional game week 18. I feel like I'm right there with you on the Panthers. I just I don't want to tell people to bet it yet and bet it right now because I don't hear what the pros are doing with it because it feels too good to be true. I don't get why this number is not three. I make this number three. I, I'm seeing three and a half everywhere. So um, it, it's a little fishy, this line. It's, it stinks. It's, <laughs> it our, it's our Alaskan bury the fish in the, in the ground, take it out in six months, eat it line. That's what it oh, God. is. Looking to get more out of the NFL this season? Well, now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Jesus, $1,000. That's free bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to touchdown scores to over-under yards. For example, this week, my favorite bet is Denver plus three and a half. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio, so make sure you get in on the action with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets when you join FanDuel with promo code FAVORITES. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states first online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. KSGamblingHelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. So the next game, Patriots-Bills, again, 
I'm hesitant to dive into it yeah. for all the circumstances, both off the field and not really knowing what's being played for at this point. So let's let's hope that we can talk a little bit more deeply about it. I can almost guarantee we'll be on the Patriots. We will be the only people betting them this week. But yeah, we'll just wait and see what this number ends up at. Too, too early in the week to talk about it. Browns visiting the Steelers. Cleveland plus two and a half. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, me and Chad don't have a choice. We have to take Cleveland. They're yeah. playing for nothing. Pittsburgh's playing for everything. They always lose this game. I already cashed my over tickets on Pittsburgh. I, I literally feel satisfied for this season. We believed in Tomlin and this ragtag team. We hit the over of the seven and a half. This They cannot win this game. They almost always lose this game, especially when it's the Browns who – They've been a corpse. I mean, even against Washington, it wasn't Deshaun Watson that really did anything in that game. It was kind of Carson Wentz just kept turning the ball over, giving them short field. So you know what? I almost I, I disagree with you. You Deshaun thought he played Watson, well? Deshaun Watson, I thought played really, really well and had a lot of really good throws, especially to Amari Cooper. Like he just like it looked like Deshaun Watson used to look. That was like Amari, though. Like Amari made a couple of huge plays himself. But I'll agree with you. He he hasn't been as bad as he looked. Um, I'll give him that Watson, which was terrible. Like he looked completely lost. So yeah, just like last week, that Cleveland line stinked against Washington. I mean, it moved down to one, one and a half throw a really smart group came in heavy on Washington. It was shot it all up to two and a half before kick. And I, I mean, that game was never in doubt for the Browns. So this, this line does not make sense. I made this line minus three. The books know what they're doing. Like making this two and a half, everyone's going to be taking Pittsburgh. Like they think they're yeah. the ones that care because they're playing for something. And Chad, I, I don't know if you have the stat handy, but it's just that's why you kind of fade the team that needs this game in the spot. Well, yeah, you do. Um, also, by the way, I'm an idiot. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I watched the game. I must only remember the good throws he made to Amari <laughs> Cooper, which were like four or five. Yeah. The guy was nine of 18 in the game. So, so yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't that good. I was going to say, it's so late where I was like, maybe Chad's, Chad's right, but I could have sworn he played like shit. <laughs> that was very classic. Um, the stat you're talking about is eliminated teams in the final two weeks of the season playing teams that need to win cover at a 62% clip the past 32 years, a sample size of more than 150 games. So add the Browns to our list of Panthers and the Titans and the Patriots of teams that we will definitely be spending our last weekend of the NFL season trying to get the higher into the money betting on. I mean, to me, that, that's either a big balls or a foxhole. Because even the more you just talk about it, it just sounds. Horrible. I think I, as I was talking about it, it started to feel like it's either <laughs> it's either the Patriots or the Browns. Let's and, go Brown. And, and we've been talking doing foxhole on Tuesdays. I feel more comfortable with the Browns. Uh, it's not my exact decision. I have my exact decision picked out. <laughs> Um, so let's make the Browns the foxhole. Love it. We got Tennessee and the Browns right now. This is this is week 18 at its finest. Yeah. All right. So look, I played that stat last week. It burned me with the Rams, burned me with yeah. the Colts. And that the Rams this week on the road, six and a half at Seattle. Have have to do it. Have to do it. They just got blown out, Chad. Seattle just blew up one big at home. Yeah. We have to do it. No brainer. This line should be four and a half. Make it four and a half. We're getting two free points here. Um, just one of the few bets I bet right away when it came out. Um, I, I was with you that, you know, Seahawks, 
not that it's my favorite story this year, but it's definitely up there. Like this whole thing with Gino redemption, they fell off a cliff and they're still in it now in this final week. It's, it's a crazy fun story. We have to take the value of it. Like we're getting free points here because the human element of that, of people just taking them because of that story. So uh, another team that would be heavily teased money line bet this week, Seahawks. Um, they have everything to play for. Rams have nothing to play for. We love the Rams. Like it's so early, but all the bets and all the money is on the Rams. I was hoping this might go a little bit bigger. I mean, a little bit higher. Yeah, I still think I still think it's pro money though, because it's that it's so late in the year that I feel like that's who's betting early in the week where um that that tends to slay in it where, you know, come Thursday, Friday, I bet you the line shifts more 50-50 or more towards the Seahawks. So do we wait for seven? Should we tell people to wait for seven? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would I, w- I would wait for seven. Even if it moved to six, I wouldn't panic because I do think it could get bumped back up. All right. I did I because I was about to bet it, but I think I want to wait until it gets to seven. Cause I think it will. Yeah. Uh let's see. But I agree. So now all of a sudden, we love the Rams, the Browns, the Panthers, the Titans, and the Patriots. Yeah, I like a lot of the games this week. And uh, all of a we sudden, we love you. the whole board, and we haven't even gotten to the game that I love the most that is my executive decision, the Denver Broncos plus three and a half at home against the Titans. What are we going to – I mean, against the Chargers. Chargers. What are we going to do here? The Chargers <laughs> on the road as favorites with nothing to play for. Yeah, and a team that this – this is probably the wrong time to back Russ after playing such a good game, but it does feel like that's the rare instance of they got rid of the coach, the teammates all stuck up for him last week all over the internet, and then he spoke about how much that meant to him, and that was kind of a rallying cry for that team. How can we not? It's a team that's trying to finish on a good note after yep. a, a abysmal year against a team that, like Chad just said, we expect them to rest starters. So I've actually grabbed a three-and-a-half just in case that comes out where – the word gets out that Herbert's going to play only the first half or he's not going to play at all. Um, Cause I could see this line moving back to a pick if it comes out that he's not playing. So uh, yeah, Chad, uh, it, it makes sense. You love this game. It's just a good number and a good spot for this Denver team. It's already moving. It's already moving. Already I just down checked to three. FanDuel and a minute ago it was at three and a half and now it's down to three. Yeah. You know, can you shop around? Happens what happens <laughs> but i still love it I, I i'm i'm giving myself the three and a half uh that's what i'm saying <laughs> okay because technically you would have had it if we'd done it early in the day if we had done it earlier in the day i definitely yeah, would have had so it. i'll give you that now we got a giants team uh that may rest guys against an eagles team that still has a chance that needs to win to clinch and the eagles are decent sized favorites we're talking about what are we talking about here 14, 14 points point favorites what do you do with that cannot wait to have this money line in our round robin this week oh my god i'm not touching the spread but i will be all over that giants money line playing spoiler in this game i love it i I love this whole thing of hurts is going to come back now and that's going to be the reason the eagles are going to win this game and lock up and the spread's so huge um the public will be all over this. The public, everyone's going to be betting this 14 with this Giants team, and I think they should. It's like a massive number. Um, but we have no idea what's going to happen here. Like the, their head coach, 
he's no dummy. He's smart. He knows they're probably going to match up with this Eagles team in the playoffs. So I highly doubt he'll show anything. Could get a team that comes out completely flat that does nothing. So you're, you're risking your own money if you're going to take them on the spread here. But it probably is what the public's going to do. Um, I'll just take the money line. It's just a fun spoiler game of divisional rival. Guy comes back and he's rusty and hurts. But we all agree. If he was back against that Saints team, they blow them out. I mean, the Saints only had 13 points. I think Andy Dalton got sacked um, like eight times. So it's just one of those where I agreed with people. I, I did think Mahomes was the MVP this year. I mean, what he did without Tyreek Hill is incredible. Um, and we can all say the AFC is it's harder. I mean, it's just yeah. it's a harder conference this year. But we saw what makes Hurts so special. It's like you need to be able to make those throws. And not everyone can make those throws. That's why I feel like Hurts took such a big step this year. So, um, yeah, I, as an Eagles fan, one of the one of the darker times in uh, our fandom of, you know, Lane Johnson's out. Everyone's just getting hurt on our team heading into the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. If the Giants played their starters and this line was five, I would be terrified. The Eagles would lose this game. It just It's the bad juju, them losing three straight games and not getting the one seed. It could easily happen. Like the 49ers, we could wake up and Brock Purdy could lead that team to a one seed. Um, it's a real possibility, but obviously Vegas doesn't think it's going to happen. This line's 14. I'm just looking at the action app here, Chad. It's all the same thing. All the money, all the bets have poured in. On the Giants, that could just be pros, but I'm assuming it's public as well because that's just such a huge number. Well, look, uh, the the team you just mentioned, the 49ers, they're two touchdown favorites yep. against the Cardinals. I might take the Cardinals in that game. I'm definitely taking them. It's like we – another game of I think we have to throw this in the money line around Robin. It's just – an inflated spread because one team has nothing to play for and one team does. The team, the 49ers, is playing for the number one seed. Fair argument. Everyone's going to say they just had their stinker of a game, right? And now they'll get right against this horrible um, Arizona team that just literally took uh, Atlanta to the wire, right? They just played a really close game themselves. So don't know if this makes our contest. Who knows? Maybe I'll change by Thursday. But as we sit here right now, it's just – the fear is that 49ers defense at home in a in a tune-up before the playoffs where they need to get right after laying such an egg the week before. We're betting on them laying two eggs in a row, Chad, which I don't think they've done all season. But no. that that's a huge spread. I feel like this we're literally getting four points of value here just because they're playing for the one seed and Arizona's playing for nothing. So um, I already bet it. I just – I don't really know what to do with it because it is such a huge number. Uh, we're already like probably three teams into the money line round robin parlay. We know we're going to do the cards. We know we're going to do the Giants. I'm willing to bet we're going to put the Browns in there. Yeah, and I I feel like we might have to put Tennessee in. Oh, I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I know we love them, but look, the, Jag got, the Jaguars are going to Jaguar. We have so much tied up in the Jags winning the the division. I know. That one I feel pretty good about. I just mushed it. <laughs> uh, listen, the yeah. Cowboys are on the road to the Commanders, and it's an interesting game because the Cowboys are five and a half point favorites. The Commanders 
Ron Rivera all of a sudden just became a train wreck, right? Like not yeah. understanding they could be eliminated, you know, back and forth between Heineke and Wentz. If he really did go to bat for Wentz, why earlier in the year before they signed him? Who sees Carson Wentz and says they think he's a good quarterback? It's so funny to me when coaches feel like they can go up there and say, well, we look at the film and he's much better than you think. And everybody in the world has seen that he's not very good for three years. Yep. No, he's broken. So now the Cowboys are five and a half point favorites on the road. And I feel like I got to take the commanders because it's too big of a number against a coach and Mike McCarthy that I don't think is very good either. And it's a classic spot for the Cowboys to screw it up against the commanders who've got nothing to play for. And as your friend, if it's Carson Wentz, I can't let you do it. Cannot let you do it if it's Carson Wentz. But if it's Heineke, our guy's back, no brainer. We take the commanders here. I mean, it's a an easy bet. But with Wentz, we, we can't factor in the turnover rate. Like his turnovers are so devastating to that team where if he if Heineke just started this year for them, they are they would be in the playoffs. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So looking at this game, no surprise, all the money, all the bets are coming on the Cowboys. So I I want to take the Cowboys. If it's Carson, I'll even bet with the public here if it was. If it's Heineke, and I know it's gonna be Heineke, I love the commanders in this spot. Like you just said, this is such a letdown spot for Dallas. Um they're already looking ahead to the playoffs. And they're thinking in the back of their mind, not that I shouldn't say they're thinking about it, but that's that's a big deal if their first game is going to Tampa and the opening start of the playoffs where Brady in his career has never lost to Dallas. I believe he's 9-0 in his career against Dallas. And he beat them, it feels like, legit a lifetime ago, Chad. But week one, Brady beat them. He beat this defense. So um, I love the look ahead of that. There's just a lot of things here that point to me taking commander. So one I haven't bet just because I'm waiting to make sure it's Heineke. I just I refuse to have money on Wentz. Um, I'll wait, I'll wait and see. Even if it drops down a point, it's something the difference between five and a half and four and a half. It's not that big of a deal. So I'm, yep. I'm fine with waiting to see who the quarterback's gonna be. Um all right, last game on the board. Uh our favorite team in the NFL, the Detroit Lions, are four and a half point underdogs to the Green Bay Packers. 8-20, Sunday night, last game, last the regular season, game of the season. Give me the Detroit Lions yep. for my lungs. I don't <laughs> care what's going on in that situation. Yeah. You will know at that point if they're playing for the playoffs, if they're playing to be spoilers, <laughs> Dan Campbell is going to have this team ready to just screw with the Packers. Yeah, we don't have a choice here. Me and Chad, we have a couple games this week. We don't have a choice. This is another one of those. We have no choice here. We're you can go back and listen to our final show before the season started. We loved the Lions. We both had them making the playoffs, but I think we both had them as our seventh seed. Um, it's God, you're so smart. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I look at this team as you know, sure they're different outdoors. Right, we saw them completely lay an egg against Carolina when they went outdoors after those back-to-back games against the Jets. I don't see an egg being laid here. I just can't see Dan Cavill letting this team have an egg. Um, can tell you right now, a really smart group came in on Green Bay, and I think it's. Uh, I did think I honestly think it's a hedge because I, I just don't know why they would come in so heavy early in the week on Green Bay. Um, but the books respected it; they moved it from three and a half up to four, four and a half for a lot of books. So. Hear what, I'll hear what the boys are saying, Chad, but 
I already bet it. I'm in on Detroit. As soon as it hit four and a half, I bet it. And, you know, it could be me stepping in it, letting the human side get in the way. And I got to follow my model that my model is saying this line should be closer to six. Green Bay is not the team they were early in the year. Their defense is better. Their offense is playing better. I, I get it. I just – there's something about this Detroit team, and I still believe in them. I believe they do make the playoffs. Um, I know that could be thwarted here with the Seahawks. That's another fun thing we could talk about on Thursday, maybe all the parlays you could do uh, for the playoff scenarios. But I love it. We we love – me and Chad love the Lions. I knew – as soon as this game came out, I knew Chad and I were going to be on it. So, as you sit here on Tuesday, I can – Almost guarantee it'll be one of our five, unless I know that pros are all over it. That's why we didn't have the Vikings in last week. Because, like, as much as I love that game, I knew how these really smart players that were on it, so we didn't put it in. Maybe we'll get lucky this week and be on the right side of the lines. But it's it's crazy. These pros have just been back in Green Bay these last five weeks, and it's been hitting for them. So um, they're they're on them. I mean, we'll be on the with the public. We'll be on the lines for the love of Dan Campbell and all that is holy. If we don't put the Lions in our final five, given this has been a Lions podcast all season. It's true. Since since March, it's been a Lions podcast. It's only fitting that we put them in the final five when we're getting that much of a good number. That's fair. It's it's hard to argue against it. So right now, uh, that's the last <laughs> game. Our five Titans, Lions, Browns, Patriots. Rams. Um, wow, that's ugly. Yeah. That's ugly. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, boy. Boy, oh boy. I love uh, it. Okay. I, I, I really do love all of those picks. Like last week, I hated our picks this week. I, I love them. Oh. It's our last chance to go 5-0, and oh, my friend. It's true. Uh, Foxhole is the Browns. Simon says, Titans plus 6.5. Exact decision, Broncos plus 3.5. Thursday, we will do uh, big balls and scooch roulette to repeat the teams that we are leaning towards right now. Late Tuesday, Titans 6.5. Uh, Lions 4.5. Browns 2.5. Rams 6.5. Pat 7.5 for the contest. I feel like we need to throw the Broncos in there at three and a half as a team we might talk about for the contest. Yeah, but I, I don't think it'll be at that number. I just think, like you just said, I bet it. A bunch of pros are going to bet. I'm going to bet it tonight again. I'm going to be shopping for that three and a half because just when we were talking it out, it's what are the Chargers doing? Are they really going to be playing Herbert? Like the more I'm thinking about it, it's just like I could easily see this number being a pick. So, um, yeah, if you're hearing this, no, I've already I'm, – I'm grabbing all this three and a half. So try to grab it while you can. Grabbing it like it's a bushel, a bushel of three and a halves. I think that's everything. We appreciate people listening. We know it's a weird week. It's a weird time to do the podcast. Um, we will be back on Thursday. For Simon Hunter, for Matt Mitchell, I am Chad Melman. This has been the favorites podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Uh, download us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.